All right, guys. So before I give out my picks of the year, which I'm surprised none of you guys have really said. I mean, I agree with a lot of what you guys mm, said, but okay. you, guys, you guys did not name these names. Uh, we should talk about Kendrick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like nah, I said, nah, yeah. Nah, 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 not even, not even, not even, not even. Yo, Dot Man, I feel like, you know, I feel like Miss Around the Big Steppers is a big album for people who just didn't know what therapy was or didn't know that therapy is a common thing. Oh, Lord, Jensen made another one. Hey, what's up, y'all? This week, we sat down with the roundtable of critics, including Complex's Jordan Rose, the Gumbo's Nadira Simmons, and cultural journalist Eve Ayani for the first of our two-part year-end series. Today, we break down the best of hip-hop of 2022. The conversation was full of surprises, insight, and of course, we had plenty of fun. <laughs> so, I'm your host, Brandon Jinx Jenkins, and welcome to another episode of the Rap Caviar Podcast, which you can watch exclusively on Spotify. It seems like a kind of deceptive rap year, right? Like, I feel like this is the same rap year where people were like, rap's over. And then we're at the end of the year and people are like, wow, it's been like a really diverse year. We've had some heavyweights return. We've had mm-hmm. some uh, some new people enter the game. We've had some albums that were maybe not what we thought they'd be, <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. And some surprises. Uh, just to remind you guys, we've got Drake's Honestly Nevermind. Guess we're, we're talking about that today on a, on a rap show. <laughs> we've got Drake and 21 Savage's Her Loss. Future with I Don't Like You, the Dreamville compilation that started at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's actually wow. this year. Wow. Kendrick returned with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Little Baby is Only Me. And then also projects from Little Dirk, Lorilla, Vince Staples, Boldy James, Rock Marciano, NBA Youngboy, ESTG, JID, Gunna, Meg The Stallion. It's been a pretty robust that's rap wild, year. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the, my first question for you all is like, is there something that stands out? Like, is there something, a project that you have as the best album of this year? I have a Joey Badass. Joey Badass. Yeah, 100%. That was my favorite album this year. Your favorite? Literally. My favorite. The best album this year. (sighs) Um, (laughs) I don't know if it is the best, Mm -hmm. but I do think it is his best, honestly, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. I think it's Joey fully formed. I think you're hearing him on top of production. I feel like he was always meant to be on top of. I think you're seeing him link up with people that, like, it makes sense. Like, he's been around... For so long, he should be on songs with all of these people. He should have like a Larry June feature. He should be able to have all his boys from Pro Era make all these beats on this album like they've been doing. So I think for me, like songs like Zip Codes and when I think of Mm. like One of Us, him and like Larry June, I'm just like, this is really Joey at his best. So yeah, maybe it is like the best album for me. I love Smino's album. I also love Flo Millie's album. I think that was an amazing album. I think the rollout was crazy. I think the song with Babyface Ray Hottie is one of the craziest songs I've ever heard in my entire life so i think albums like that are like the best for me yeah when we just like sticking with joey badass for a Uh second what do you think's been the difference maker for him i think taking a little bit of a break honestly like i know he dropped a few songs in between he's also been acting and he's like Mm -hmm. he's done a few interviews where he's talked about it but i think especially with music or with any kind of art i feel like when you're like constantly making music even if you think about like hip-hop before like artists weren't dropping albums so frequently back in the day like they Mm. are now like i feel like every year as soon as someone drops an album like a week later like when's the next one i'm like dang like we're moving at such a rapid pace and i think for joey someone who was so big in the blog era who worked for so long who came from a crew like not just like hey Mm -hmm. i popped out but like really was in the trenches like on these blogs and riding around new york and in flatbush like making videos to see him grow he's taking his time with his music and i just felt like this even when he talked about his sophomore album he's like yeah it was a little different he's like but now when i listen to it certain songs in there like i'm not 
mm. in the same place. And I don't want to be kind of this mouthpiece for certain things. Like, I just want to make what I want to make as I'm feeling it and as it's happening. And I feel like this is really him doing it. I love the other two albums. I love all his mixtapes. But I just feel like this was Joey at his best over some of the best production. I think Kirk Knight did an amazing beat. There's so many great, He's like... Grown tremendous. Yeah, there's so yeah. many great 100%. beats on there that I just really feel like this is Joey at his peak. And I think that time and that break giving us a little something here and there was cool. But actually, like, the work, I can tell the amount of work that went into it. I think the other thing you said was that um, he's not... Not that he's not trying to be the mouthpiece for anything, but he's he's opened up his thematic options, exactly, right? Yes. Exactly. He's exactly. Giving himself it. more room to exactly choose things. It. And he found out, oh, you're actually into this, you're into this. Right. Or, and it doesn't feel like a betrayal of what he's built to this right. point. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's growing. He's like, he's got a kid. Like, there's so much happening in his life. Like, you can just, and he's practically the same age as me. So I, I just feel like, yo, Which he's is crazy. Cra- yeah. He's, he's, he, I love him. To that same point, like, Joey with his concept albums, I think. I always love the way that he keeps it within the concept while also expanding on older concepts. Like, because yes. obviously, 1999, 2000, it's like, he has, like, those common threads of, like, the Survivor's Guilt, which is the sequel to Survival Tactics, you know, shout out to Steve. Yes. And Rest I mean, that peace. was, like, my favorite track on there. Just from, like, the perspective of, because Survival Tactics was my favorite track off I 1999. Love Tactics, yeah. And I just loved how, like, he honored Steve's while also honoring what is obviously like his most classic mixtape, which yeah. I feel like really put him on the scene yep. in a major way. Yep. Um, and I think he did that throughout 2000 while still like maintaining its own like thematic base and concept without having to rely on 1999. You Word. know what I mean? Yes. Because like, I feel yeah. like you have some sequel yes. albums that are like rely too heavily on the past work. Like, yeah. You can see the growth while also seeing like the roots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to move on to other picks. Um, Jordan. Um, mine would have to be first push. It's almost dry. I think obviously Grammy nominated. Obviously, yeah, that is hard. Like the album, like because I mean I feel like you know what you're gonna get from Push mm-hmm. because he takes his time with albums. Um, but he's just so tactful and precise in every decision he makes. Like there's no wasted beat or bar on that album to me. Like I feel like. Every song is purposeful. Every sequence of the song is purposeful. Um, And it's just like, you know, Push has a a patented formula. Like he raps about, we know what he's going to rap about, but it's like, I find the fun in listening to the the new and unique ways he raps about this common theme or this thing that he's rapped about often. Like my favorite track is um, Pray For You, like the outro track, I Pray For You with No Malice. Cause like, and granted, it was some of No Malice's bars that really caught me off guard, but it's like, what we were talking about earlier, he yeah. said, belong on Rushmore just from chiseling the brick. Like, That's it's crazy. those That's type crazy. of yeah. dope bars that yeah. get me like, you know, tell me what I miss, new designer clothes and emotions I don't get. Like, it's him first getting his brother reinvigorated on a project, Clips yeah. Union, that we all want. Um, the decision making, like, you know, Pharrell had his hands all over it. Um, yeah, he had his hands all over it. But it's like, it was just so... I, I, I had seen some criticism of like it being a step back from Daytona, which I felt like mm. was unfair because Daytona is also a perfect album. You know, people trying to say that it was a step back from there is like, well, a step back from great is still great. You know, like, mm. I didn't think... I didn't think that was a fair bar to set um, because those two albums are both really 
above the bar in the first place. I do kind of think it's a fair bar only because sometimes you're playing against yourself. Okay. Yeah. And that's, no, that's like, valid. that in itself is an accomplishment, right? Yeah. Like, right. I think we'll get to that later. It's like what it means to like perform in one arena in one moment yeah. and then maybe later, not so much. Mm. I'm not saying Push is guilty of that, but I do think everyone's charging him against Daytona because of the quality right. of Daytona. Yeah. And also that moment that he was having. I think there's yeah. other things that are around that album that aren't there anymore. You know, he... I think there's like some, still some Drake-isms in there, but like yeah. they're muted. It's obviously not the focus of the conversation. Right. Um, you know, he's still dealing in an album where it's like, all right, we're going to split this half between Pharrell, half between Kanye. Mm -hmm. and I still mm -hmm. think he found a way to make like, what to me is like a very pusher formula, but still really high quality for sure. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, so that one, and also I got to give it to Jid. Like, I mm. thought the Forever story was amazing. The theme of like it being a prequel to, you know, give fans a look back at his life and childhood with having his siblings tell these childhood stories in between songs and skits to then having like bring other artists into his world like Dirk, like Brennan with Dirk, like having Dirk talk about his family ties while Jade was talking about his, you know, I thought that from a concept perspective, it was perfectly executed from just like, obviously we know Jay can rap, mm -hmm. but I think that even like, I think a Cody Blue, him getting into these other pockets, these like more vocal pockets, rhythmic pockets, um, and then obviously pulling Ari in, I just thought it was great. Like I thought that was also another like really, really well executed album from the rollout. The singles are fire. Surround Sound is like one of the best songs of the year. 21 went crazy on there. Like, I, yeah, I just thought... Yeah, I thought that was also another like really, really good album. That honestly, it's almost dry and Forever Story kind of tied for me with like my favorite rap albums of the year. I'm curious. It's like uh, this is gonna sound stupid, and I wouldn't tweet this, <laughs> but I've tweeted stuff like this before, and people have attacked me. But uh, ain't that what Twitter do all the time? Sorry. Yeah, it's terrible. You said the skies were like no, actually. But like sometimes we have artists that like <laughs> they rap so in intensely and rap so well that people almost like you can't imagine an album coming out of them and mm -hmm. I feel like Jid is at a spot where like mm. he's sort of like what people call like rapping ass rapping like mm -hmm. that's what he does and it's so good if you like that but I think there's a lot of people there's also just an increasing amount of a rap audience that can't handle that right? yes they want just, yeah. just vibes vibes the fuck. Yeah. and I feel like Jid um, perform like he extended the ideas and the talent that he had on the Never Story but Forever Story, he was like, okay, I know, I know, I know who I got already, right. and I'm gonna try to get to the people who maybe aren't right. on the train. Yeah, and I think he bodied it with this album. Like to me, that was like it was an instant feeling of like this is an album of the year candidate. Right. And what I also liked about it, and same your other pick with uh, Push, is that both of these artists clearly won it. Like mm -hmm. yes. they said they won it. Like they yeah, want sure. rap album of the year, which I think is oh, an important dude. piece. Yeah. Besides being a favorite, it's right. like to be, oh, I want it. Right. Not acting like you don't care about it. Exactly. Eve, you know? uh, some of your picks. Definitely Push It Tea, um, It's Almost Dry. Mm -hmm. I know that it is sort of this running joke, but also just, you know, the point of reference for him always focusing on these coke raps. But I think Push It Tea knows his audience mm -hmm. and he knows where the demand is. So if there's anyone who knows supply and demand, it's Pusha T for obvious reasons. <laughs> but he, I think he's just so good at delivering and being consistent. Mm. Um, and I also think where artists miss the mark um, and where Pusha T 
always, always delivers is it's one thing to pique your attention, but how do you retain someone's attention? Mm. Mm. To be able to retain our attention for 20 plus years. It's crazy. Rapping about the same thing. That should be applauded, right? For sure. He really does treat rap like it's a 401k plan. Like he's very consistent <laughs> and he's, it's like he almost doesn't want to mess up. He doesn't want to lose his job. Um, definitely my favorite rap album of the year. But I also have to say, I have to shout out Flo Millie. I think she had a yes. very sonically like consistent and good album. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she gets enough credit for definitely her rap abilities. Mm-hmm. I think she falls into a spot where clearly like birthed so much in the internet and virality. And that's a hard you know, it's almost it's not it's not the same success, but it's like um, it's a spike. Sometimes mm-hmm. spikes are hard to survive, right? Like if you have a hit record, everyone wants a song. We've seen that happen yeah. before. Like it's not the same as a one hit wonder, but it's similar. I think she's dissolved that, and I feel like because of that, she doesn't get the attention or love mm-hmm. or respect yeah. that she deserves. I think it's a bunch of other reasons as well. We can get speak into on it. it. Yeah, I mean, to say. as a woman in hip hop, yep. there's mm-hmm. a, a bunch of different check marks you have to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she should get credit for her being lyrical. I think she should get credit for her being animated and artistic with the way she delivers her raps. I think she should get credit for her image because she doesn't fit into the cookie-cutter image of what a female rapper is supposed to look like Uh right now. It's Mm -hmm. the elephant in the room, but if we really want to keep the stack, you need to have a certain look. Also, the colorism that runs rampant in the Mm -hmm. music industry and in hip-hop for women specifically is against people like Flo Millie. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, she also doesn't have the more popular body type mm-hmm. that is in style right now and in, in style in hip-hop for women, which is the very voluptuous style, whether it's natural or fake. That is the style that we see more often with Thanks. our biggest female yep. celebrities in rap. She doesn't have that look, but she looks like a model, a traditional model, and she's dark skin and she has her packaging together, her images together, her rollouts are solid. Mm-hmm. She's and a full package artist. She's the one where when you bring her up, everyone's like, I lo- like, Everyone everybody loves Flo love Millie, but Everyone can we talk critically her. about why she's such a good artist, artist mm-hmm. yeah. beyond the virality? So exactly. I think she had a great album sonically, it was very strong. All right, guys. So before I give out my picks of the year, which I'm surprised none of you guys have really said. I mean, I agree with a lot of what you guys mm, said, but okay. you, guys, you guys did not name these names. Uh, we should talk about Kendrick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 not even, not even, not even, not even. Yo, Dot, man, I feel like, you know, I feel like Miss Around the Big Steppers is a big album for, and this is no, like, this is not a jab at any of these people, but I feel like it's a big album for people who just didn't know what therapy was or didn't know that therapy is a common thing or even a common thing amongst black people, which I feel like is a thing. I think therapy is very stigmatized in our community. So I feel like a lot of people who listen to this and thought that it was just like this super prophetic, introspective thing just literally never even thought about going to therapy themselves or like wrestle with Cause like I think therapy, when you hear therapy, you think, oh, there's gotta be something wrong with me to go to therapy when that's not the case. Mm. So when they heard this, they were like, oh, my favorite rapper is going to therapy. Maybe this is like a normal thing that healthy people do. So I think that is the large sect of people who thought this was like the second coming. Um, I was not one of those people. So <laughs> my perception of it is different. That being said, I thought the Heart Part Five was really good. Um, I thought that there was a lot of good tracks on here. Look what I done for you. I said I do this for my culture to let y'all know what a nigga look like in a bulletproof rover. Yeah, like can, can we kind of like 
rewind a little bit to like the album's rollout. And by that, it's yes. not, there wasn't that much of a rollout. That is but, my problem. So I think the big thing that had me in the beginning when I was ready for this album is by far my most anticipated project this year. I was mm-hmm. like, this is what I'm ready for. Yeah. This is also like, you know, the huge gap after Damn. Damn is one of my favorite albums of all time. Oh, wow. Me personally. Uh, okay, apparently you guys are <laughs> No, great. I love it. No, uh, I love it. Oh, wow. yeah, that's awesome. Okay, that's of that's good. That's, that's 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 good for you. Uh, but one of my favorite albums of all time. Let me make sure I put one of there. But it, it, I love it, and I was so ready for this project. And after right. the gap, you know, we all know Kendrick takes his time between albums. Right. It's like any artist. We know that that window is there. But for there's a few artists that are in this conversation. The window keeps getting bigger and bigger and yes. bigger. The world is constantly changing. Completely yes. different world than it was in 2017. Yep. Yeah. Kendrick's basically like you know like essentially like fuck your top five I'm back yeah, right yeah, yeah, and I yeah, thought yeah. that was going to be the time he was on yes but I know that Kendrick has a wide palette you think it could be any option between the stuff we've seen from section 80 all the way to damn right, right. it could be mm-hmm. any of the Kendrick options and then some new stuff because we're all people right mm-hmm. you can add to who you are and then the hard part five drops and I'm like okay this still feels like Kendrick I'm ready for this right and then Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers drop no other rollout. There's no real music videos. There's yes, no conversation. Exactly. Um, the most news we know about Kendrick is that he's leaving his label mm-hmm. and he's starting PG Lang. Yep. Um, you know, two things that can be like really exciting for an artist, you know, finding new ways to develop. And Mr. Morale and the Big Stepper dropped. And I remember pressing play and not running to the internet. Matter of fact, I'm not even sure I heard it that night. I think I might have waited to the next mm-hmm. day. And I think it was probably one of the most contentious days of my group chats where people were like, there was... Guys in the chat who liked it, yeah. and there was other people in the chat who were like, this ain't it. Me personally, I went the longest I'd probably go on an album not having an opinion, where I was mm-hmm. like, let me play it again. Let yeah. me play it again. Let me play it again. It's got some moments, but for me, it is not, it didn't, it didn't land. Like right now, if I have my list of the best albums this year, mm-hmm. it's not in my best albums list. No. I'm mm-hmm. curious where the album lands for you, what you guys thought about it. Yeah. It's one of the most anticipated projects this year from one of the biggest artists, one of the most important artists in rap. Uh, whoever wants to jump in first, I'm curious. Yeah. I feel like it came and went. And it's funny because we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. For someone who is as big as Kendrick, and I feel like we've also... Whether people agree with it or not, we've put him kind of on this pedestal as, yeah, like he's top five. He's one of the best. He exists alongside like some of these goats. That album did not live up to what I expected it to. And to your point, my group chat was very contentious and I just did not say anything to anyone because I was like, I don't listen again. Like what's like And I think he's earned that, right? Yeah. Like, that for sure. There's gotta there's there's a there's gotta be substance here. It feels the album felt dense. Yes. Mm-hmm. But also there's one thing I want to add to when you said like he, we put him up there. Kendrick is also, this is like a weird thing that mm-hmm. happened after. Kendrick also put himself up there. For sure. Yeah. Like, yep. For sure. We hoist these artists up in the world and, you know, we put them on his pedestal. Everything from like literally after Good Kid Mad City, like right as we received Good Kid Mad City, we were like, mm-hmm. oh, he's the best. From mm-hmm. the freestyles, his presence in, you know, in interviews to the way he stru- structured his albums. Even when he did To Pimp a Butterfly, it was like, Okay, maybe I'm not competing in this album. Right. Mm-hmm. But even that. But the talk after that, especially the most recent one with Dan, was like, oh, it's me. Yeah. You know? And then what? Like, smoking on your top five? Like, yeah. All right. Like, I'm ready. Smoke on them, please. Yeah. Like, roll them up and smoke. <laughs> like, I just really didn't, I didn't get that from him. I love N95. I love the song with Blast. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like with this album, if a part of your rollout, which there wasn't much of, but if a part of your rollout is like, you know, all these other dudes that y'all think are great, like, y'all, I'm better than them, and then it kind of 
doesn't touch on that at all. It's you talking about personal stuff, which I think is fair. And I love yeah. hearing that in the music. But I'm like, yo, like, bar these dudes up. Like, yo, please, mm-hmm. like, be a little bit more reflective of the world that's going on around us. Because I at least want to hear one or two songs about that. And I felt like it was this very isolated Kendrick in his crib type of album. It's still really good. It didn't end up on my list of, like, best or favorites for the year, which is shocking. Which feels crazy. It feels me. crazy. I think expectations are way too high. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if he wasn't on your top five best albums, yep. or yours, or mine, or yours, why are we talking about him? Speaks volumes. I feel like okay. Kendrick, but he's Kendrick. But Kendrick Lamar is a very talented, one of the best talented rappers of this generation, this era, this past decade, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Extremely talented, has made so many strides, Pulitzer Prize winning artist. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, he's He's been an amazing artist for such a long time, but I think that we have a tendency to forget that artists have a capacity yes and if that capacity is lower than what we expect them to deliver whose fault is that Mm -hmm. us for expecting more of them or them for not being able to deliver or for Mm -hmm. them feigning as if they can deliver i wrote about this in um uh miles marshall's kendrick lamar book um sing about me Kendrick Lamar has been propped up onto this yeah. pedestal, mm-hmm. but I think what people appreciate him for is his authenticity, mm-hmm. and that's authenticity yeah. whether it's in just doing what he's capable of doing, which is right. rapping, authenticity in him being ignorant of certain things he raps about, yeah. mm-hmm. him being equipped to rap about certain Same other things. things. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get exactly what Kendrick is able to deliver on most of the time. Mm-hmm. When real. he disappoints, I feel like I expected that. Right. I know where his strengths and weaknesses are, and I feel like he does as well, but he can get away with so much, and I feel like he got away with so much on this album too if it was subpar to almost everyone yeah (laughs) Kendrick is coming after I mean we're still in a pandemic but years of isolation on our own so Mm -hmm. I think that's also why you get on the internet and as much as like social media they be nutty on there you can see people trying to project their own thoughts there's groupthink, but there's also people are looking towards these artists for some sort of Oh, it's their new, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's their religion, it's yeah, their like, political I'm, guidance, they're trying like you were saying. To. I don't do that, but that's, if you're on the internet every day or if you work in social media and you have to see that all the time, if a Kendrick mm-hmm. album drops and you listen to it, you're like, dang, I don't like it, I can see why you would go back and be like, all if, right, like, if, what Ke- the f- if Kendrick literally every day tweeted the weather, right. people would get dressed to what he said. Like, yeah. they would, that's that's the level of celebrity yeah. is, like that we've all fallen into. But it's like... um, you know, one theme that's like true throughout the album and the thing I think the line people pull out the most, you see it like even in the live shows, like I'm not your savior. Yeah, I was about to say that. The cat is out the bag. I am not your savior. Like that's the song I go back to the most because mm. even like in this discussion right now, um, I remember in like the fake rollout when he had like the files on the PG Lang website, he had written, I think it was like the first thing he had done. Like, and this was like maybe a year, or, like months before the album rollout even started where he had wrote like an open letter about what he had been up to a month like in the pandemic time and he was like i was just by myself like literally riding my bike clearly living in the the wilderness type beat yeah and i think that i wish people would have taken more hindrance to that yeah because while there is this interesting and weird dichotomy of him releasing that open letter but also having the keen verse of like smoking on your top five I think that's what had, was the most off-putting to me because after reading that letter I was like okay he's 
gonna it's gonna be introspective. It's gonna be like this looking inward type thing, not looking at the new landscape that we're in yeah, in a pandemic and in this political climate. It's just gonna be about himself. I was ready for that. And then the single uh, or then the Keem verse dropped, and I was like, oh, I guess he's coming different. And then the the hard part five dropped where he's like rapping from these multiple different perspectives literally and figuratively and i was like okay so he's gonna be looking at all he's gonna be looking at things from all these different angles right and then we ended up just getting it from his again like this introspective thing that he had touched on in the letter i think the letter was so far removed from the album release that i me included forgot about it and thought top of mind of the keem smoking on your top five verse thought about the tar part five him rapping from all these different perspectives to get this like outward kendrick reflection Mm -hmm. that wasn't what Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers were. It, and that line is what I think back to, that savior line. So it doesn't seem like he's in any of our top three for the year, but a lot of people still very much like this album. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys some albums that I like that none of you guys have named. Okay, yeah. um, I can't wait. Vince Staples. Like, yeah. Yes, we were, we're talking we about, were about that earlier. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on the record, Vince, <laughs> <laughs> to me, Vince Staples, um, what's his Two back-to-backs, right? Like, yes. you know, the year before, um, the first album, you know, self-titled album, which always yeah. like a statement. Then yep. the follow-up with Ramona Park broke my heart. I thought it was one of the one of the best albums of the year. It arrived at, like, interesting time. I want to say it was like him and Pusha were, like, really close together. Mm-hmm. And they gave two completely different energies. I think Vince is another one who played in the rap space really cleverly. Like, when it comes to, uh, like, when Sparks Fly. When Sparks mm-hmm. Fly I have fire. St- that made it, I looked at my rap, and I'm like, that made it, like, it was up there. And I want to say maybe it was number two. Mm-hmm. I love that he did. I like, I want artists to be themselves, but I do like when they play in certain traditional things that rap does. Like yeah. the whole like, uh, you know, sometimes people do the like love letter to hip hop and it's really mm-hmm. like a song like yeah. to a woman, right? Yeah. Or to a partner. Yeah. And then here's the like, all right, I'm going to take the gun metaphor. Like, you know, Nas yep. has done several other people have done. Mm-hmm. A million times. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, I have uh, Freddie Gibbs, Soul Sold Separately. Yes. That's a, that to me is like another person who, when you watch like an artist make a big leap like he did in the last couple of years, kind of feels like, oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be here. And I wasn't sure if he could find his way mm-hmm. out of that. Not necessarily that there's doubt, but um, there aren't a ton of examples of other people doing that, really. That's true, yeah. And with this project, I think um, he did that. Like he's found ways to do classic rap in today's market and still make it exciting. Like, yeah. the, you know, the solo producer projects that he did. Yes. Like Mad Lib Alchemist. Mad Lib Alchemist. You know, and to come back this one and it was like the conversation was we wanted to make something a little more elegant, something to show growth. Mm-hmm. And Freddie's kind of rapping how Freddie raps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they decided to tweak other pieces of the project, right? Yeah. Like who some of the collaborators were going to be and not get like swallowed up in that, right? Not yeah. to bring people in that are going to like, you know, when you bring a feature verse on sometimes and they like, kill your shit Mm -hmm. and you're like that's the most exciting part of my album is someone else (laughs) it's not a good sign it's not it and also to have him play across the field and work with other producers I thought was really interesting Um, also I have uh, Smino yes that's on there too so so Smino Love for Rent is one of those products I think Smino gets caught in this weird category where people are like is it rap isn't it rap yeah Mm -hmm. but But like Rapping. It's clearly rap. Yeah. I love his album. He's rapping plus, right? Like he's rapping plus harmonizing plus singing plus doing all the other like isms that we can't really say what they don't have a, like a yeah, title, but he's doing it. What I liked most about Smino's project, um, and I've, this has been like a reoccurring theme too. We, we see it with JID, Vince Staples has used it a couple of times. Kendrick has used it. It's just like inclusion of the world you come from. 
in a way that's mm-hmm. like um, your theme is essentially like your like your family or your life prior to what you're doing or a return to it. So Smino on this album has like voice notes from family members, whether it's yeah. like an uncle in jail, friends, other people in his uh, in his sort of circle. And there's a lot of references back to things that he enjoyed, whether it's like, you know, a Missy sample. Yep. I'm really into that now for this era of artists, right? And especially like that tier that is G.I.D. and Smino. Uh, and Vince Staples, they're like, they're understanding sort of the value. Like, they're not trying to like, it's not rap like, I'm better than you and here's all the ways. Like, right. that rap is sort of departed from them. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead, in the world that's so crazy is the one we live in currently. It's like a sense of like home. Yeah, yeah I loved how, especially how Shmino brought like other artists into his universe as well. Like, I think the track with Uzi, I've never heard Uzi rap like that. In a sense of he was rapping in a way that fit the themes of the album in a different way than he would usually rap. He didn't just email a verse and be like, all right. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. I also think, too, to your point about home jinx, I feel like that's something that's not talked about in music period, but also in hip hop, is that concept of home. People love the idea of either returning home or coming home. Where do most of us listen to our music if we're not in the car at a concert? We're at home. Are we listening to it while we're in the shower? Are we listening to it while we cook? That concept of if you're listening to a whole album, when he mentions Marcy, like people who don't even know what that is, they get hype. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like Marcy Projects. Or if people hear, um, they hear just whenever someone's talking about their region or they're talking about their space or their place. If you think about Big Sean's Detroit, like that's a, a tape that people go back to often because it reminds them of someone's home, even if it's not your home. And I think that's what Smino has done so well throughout his entire career. I love the album. I love the song with Dochi and Fat Man Scoop. That's a banger Sounds to me. Yeah, we did best album. Uh, we're going to go on to best artist or more specifically best rapper of the year. You guys are all looking up in the sky. You're trying to think, but I feel like you guys got some picks. We can start throwing some names around. I feel I like mean, Glorilla. Yeah, first and foremost, Glorilla is, mm. if not the breakout artist of the year, definitely like the way she's controlled her moment, expanded it her way authentically. Yep. Mm-hmm. DIY like is so hard. Like yes, you know, and I feel like obviously we we're just talking about regions and like I've never stepped foot in Memphis ever, but like watching. FNF the the music video I felt like I was there you yeah. know what I mean I felt like I was in that parking lot I felt like I was one of her friends yes. and I think that energy that she exudes in everything she does and always like repping where she's from and then also rapping at a very high lyrical level um, makes her in my kitchen like I'm thinking about it right now like she's in there for me what I loved about what she did this year is um even like not having to be in Memphis, I just like, she just felt really familiar to me. Yes. Right? Like that felt like back home. And then also just like FNF is like a crazy song. Like, yeah. and it just arrives immediately. You know, we were talking about understanding a song, like really quickly knowing if it's a hit. 13 seconds in, you're like, all right, like yep. you get it. I'm nigga free. That mean I ain't gotta worry about no fuck nigga cheat. And I'm S-I-N-G-L-E again. Y'all find hanging out the window with my wretched ass friend. It's a fun part about music where you see it roll down the timeline before it's like millions, billions yeah. of years. Mm-hmm. And whenever you caught it, I feel like knowing this room, you guys probably caught it pretty early. You're like, oh, this is it. Right. This is it. Yeah. Like catching it before maybe it's even a Spotify link, yep. right? Or it's mm-hmm. really like on proper DSPs. Mm-hmm. Like that was fun. But I think the sustainability has been even better. Yeah. Like yeah. watching her have that moment and not just be like the audience, but she can't do it again. Being like, nah, like 
is ready to go. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And then they get a Cardi feature. The Cardi's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you guys. Cardi's, I love that feature. Might be verse of the year. I don't care what no bitch say. I say on her mind, I got condos in that bitch head. She says she don't fuck with me. Who said that you can't hold? That nigga munching, he gonna eat me like a mango. Other candidates for artist of the year. Yes. Also, I forgot. Rapper of the year. I'm sorry. Um, rapper of the year. I think has to like and putting an Astro next to Push because I feel like Push is just automatically in this conversation. Rapper so, of our life. Yeah, literally. So we, <laughs> we've talked a lot about Push. So I want to put Astro there. He's obviously in that. But I think Twenty One Savage has like mm. I, even outside of her loss has had a crazy ass year. Like cashing cash out. Surround sound, mm-hmm. yeah. the joint on Gunner's project, Jimmy Cooks. Fell in love with feeling dizzy, so I spizzin'. I got mad love for the boy, yeah, that's my twizzin'. If them niggas keep on dissing, slide a gizzin'. We the reason why the ops ain't got no frizzin'. He talked shit and landed a Nas feature, which that's not a move I really love, but... But still, like, he's been, I feel like, obviously there's been a lot of critiques of him sounding like a feature on this collab project with Drake, which I kind of agree with, that I think mm-hmm. Drake took control of a lot of the songs, but I don't think that takes away from the year that 21 has had and, like, the lyrical and just musical growth he's shown in each and every feature and also 21 what most recently is on metro metro's new yeah that, yeah see, I, I think there has to be something to be said for uh putting in the work in the calendar year mm-hmm. you know remaining consistent yeah and also you know being desired in that way i really like when artists hit a certain tier and they're down to participate with um i'm not saying you're better than mm-hmm. but sometimes it's your scale you're bigger than right, right? Mm-hmm. or you're you're having a moment and to participate across those lines you know for him to work with J.I.D. on the Forever Story is important. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for Nas to be able to reach down and be like, okay, 21, like, that's kind of crazy, but like, let's get a track together. Word. I like when rap plays in those spaces and it's not always the same, yeah. the same names back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth. I think 21 had a tremendous year. Um, you. I got to add Dochi. I got to add Dochi. I feel like Dochi is, she just persuasive. You could not, open any app you could not go on tiktok mm-hmm. i feel like i couldn't even go out and not hear that song i know we're saying rapper but as far as a rap artist and an artist as a whole mm-hmm. i think dochi is the full package also love seeing someone who looks like me performing at such a high level and getting the praise that she deserves for her artwork um it's got to be dochi have y'all met her no she <laughs> seems hilarious i watched her I on can't the wait. show I, I can't wait till y'all meet her she's fun but um mine is, isn't even really persuasive as much as it's stressed mm. that too yo yeah she's there, a great artist she's awesome there's three different there's three different artists in that one song. Yeah. Like, the way the flow is crazy, the way, like, her vocabulary is nuts, her cadence is crazy. Exactly. Um, and I love that she's down for the theater of it all. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that to me is really important, especially when you're, like, first having your, your early moments. She's, I feel like she treats it like performance art. Like, every, the video she, she makes, mm-hmm. her outfits, even the way, like, she creates her Instagram sometimes. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't even know if she's thinking about this, but everything that she's doing, not that it is a performance, but she's treating it like, yo, I am an artist, and I am making art. And when I step on stage, my yeah. fit, the way I move in my videos, mm-hmm. the way I structure this, the way I rap about this specific thing, I really feel like she's someone who just, I mean, you can tell, I don't even feel like it. You can tell she takes it so seriously, and she's also really good at mm-hmm. it, so. I also love it. She's also not, um, 
hidden behind it in a way either. Yes. Like yeah. sometimes you got performance yep. art and never be around. Yep. Like I love that she's mm-hmm. act like down yes. still Personable. like Yes. Yeah. Get on live, be yourself yes. and have these different versions and expand the idea of who you are so you're not stuck in two or three yep. years of like you know, you pop up the first time in sweats, people can't believe it. Or you've never right. done theater and people can't accept that you have right. more yeah. more style to you. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I want is just her work, um, uh, her track with Rico, Swamp Bitches. Yes. yes. Oh my yeah. Rico's, Rico's like, Rico. yeah, that. Rico's diff. Yeah. Like her verse on the Smino album, Pro Freak, like I think to this one Fire. bar, Wastes on Mrs. Incredible, it's just like so specific, but yet so like, you can imagine it and it's like creative and in a different way. Like, I just love like metaphors that you just don't hear often. I don't know if you guys felt this. I have it and I think I have to find it in different ways. It's also about like how much time you put into rap and, yeah. you know, your generation and time you come into rap. But like, sometimes I'm not excited. Yeah. And, and I, I go through that sometimes a day, a week, sometimes it's a long period. Being excited about these artists is so important. And mm-hmm. Dochi's someone that I'm like, I'm excited and it's 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 revving up. It's like each time something drops, yep. it it's there's excitement around it it's for all the reasons you said. So we kind of talked about best breakout a little bit. Um, but I'm curious if there's anyone else. So there's other names here, like we brought up Dochi. Um there's Ice Spice. Ice Spice definitely mm-hmm. had a breakout. This is her breakout yeah. moment. I remember tapping into Ice Spice pre-munch era, because mm-hmm. I was like deep in the drill scene. And I liked like she had like four songs maybe before Munch. And I liked them. And then I heard Munch, and like I'll say I was on the wrong side of history. I was like, this song is ass. Like I did not think it was gonna blow. What? For real. You thought I was feeling you? I thought relative to her other stuff, because like she had gotten like my favorite thing she had done was her on the radar freestyle, which I think has been pointed to a lot. Shout out to On the Radar. And because she can rap, you know, and um, Riot, her producer, he picks good beats for her. There are some that are like have gone viral for being like notoriously bad because they're just kind of just weird. But she had only been rapping up to that point for like a year for real, you know. Um, So she's still very, very early in her career. And I didn't want Munch to be the one because while it was very meme-worthy, I didn't think it highlighted what she could actually do. I didn't want her to become like that meme rapper, you know? Mm. And the second single kind of is pushing her deeper into the meme realm. I want her to really rap because she can. Um, but regardless, she it blew, it did what it needed to do for her career, which I think is more important I guess it's nice to hear that you say that you think she can rap because so much of the consensus is that she can't and she's relying on her image and the virality of this song and the the moment Mm -hmm. you know to sort of have a career so that criticism has been you know, leveled against her. But um, she comes from a musical family. Her dad was a rapper. Her mom Mm -hmm. sang. She is very much so the, you know, just that girl on the block in the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. I grew up with girls like Ice Spice. Like, Mm -hmm. you see Mm -hmm. those types of girls every day. She's very quintessential Bronx girl. So that's nice to see. We've already seen it with Cardi. But to see it again, I think is very interesting and Mm. speaks to something that's happening right now in New York, specifically in the Bronx. Um, and I feel that, you know, she is very new. So a lot of the analysis is very premature. Yes. yes. I have not seen much Agreed. from her. She literally started rapping like yesterday. She mm-hmm. hasn't had any time to develop yet has been propelled onto the biggest stages. 
you know, she just had a cover of magazine, multiple magazine covers right now. Um, and she's everybody's favorite artist right now. She's, you know, getting all these features or references. Cardi's referenced her a million times, has used her lyrics in her own mm-hmm. songs, which is, you know, it's it's great to see. She's getting a lot of love. But then on the other end, there's this criticism of she can't rap. She's only getting by because of her looks. Um, she's, you know, she's not even that great of a Jarrell rapper. This song is not that good, whatever, whatever. But she is from a different generation, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, she's also, I think, uh, interesting because drill music is about drilling, which I think people forget. Mm. It's literally music that is pulled from what it means to drill. If you don't know, murder, kill, is street mm-hmm. music. So Ice Spice is from this subgenre of drill music where it's not about killing. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. She's rapping about other things. I think you use the term sexy drill. Mm-hmm. She's from that subgenre. Yeah. So to see yeah. that growing, I think is important because Absolutely. New York, I think, has been the most expansive drill scene so far in such a short amount of time it's yeah. evolved in so many 100%. different ways when pop smoke died it was it was very disheartening because he was the one out of everyone to take drill to the next level and we saw it with who he was collaborating with and what he was able to do and rap about beyond signature traditional drill music Mm -hmm. so he was making it palatable to different audiences he had like some drill love songs and all these other things so i think ice spice is interesting for that reason also she's mad young she just started rapping i think Mm -hmm. people it's it's hard to say give her the benefit of the doubt because there are way more talented skilled artists who don't get the benefit of the doubt Mine is like, what's the cost of giving her the benefit of exactly. the doubt? Exactly. Like, yes. Exactly. Like, My what? thing is, she is a young girl making her money and doing what she loves to do. And she's right. getting an opportunity because y'all gave her that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a grace that's not given to women in general. Of that's course. Just 100%. so annoying. Because mad dudes that come out and make stuff. I'm like, this is a banger. I don't really know like yeah. what's going on, but it's a banger. Like, And mm. then they keep making bangers. Or maybe they don't. But they're or still able to make a don't. banger. And... Take care of their family, take care of their people, and still and still do what they wanted to do with that moment. So I yeah. think that's the thing for me. Even like online, like people are screenshotting like pictures of her and being like, "She reminds me of this girl in high school." And I'm like, "Y'all are weird." Like, yeah. let her just make her music. <laughs> let her weird. make her music. I think the it's songs so weird. are yeah, it's annoying. The songs are fire, and like you said, she just started. Stop being weird with women who create music. Stop being weird to women in rap and. Give them grace and space. And also, you can rap the song because I know y'all like it. I've seen y'all dance to it at the club. Next group here is the Comeback Artist of the Year. It feels weird to throw Jay, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Let me just preface it. I mean, that's warranted. It feels weird to throw Jay as like a comeback artist. But, you know, the artist who maybe like might not have anything to prove, might have exhausted, you know, like all the options within rap may have reached such a level of success like we were talking about that like, do they really even want to do this? Do they need to do this? Have they moved on? Yeah. Mm. And I think Jay with his verse with God did got a lot of people excited. Yeah. Um, some more than others, right? We saw like, you know, our friends on the internet who were like, this is the best verse ever. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good Jay-Z verse. But Definitely not one of his best. They yeah. was gassed okay. up. That's my guy, though. That's my guy, though, but he's got a lot no. better, better than that. It's, it sits very, it's pretty good, but Jay's pretty good still sits he could be at the yes. bottom of his catalog yes. yep. and still be yeah. better than most yes. people should, God right? Absolutely. I think, Absolutely. I think what people liked about it, um, 
was that he was doing the Jay-Z thing where he's like, okay, I'm just going to tell you some some truths about me. Yep. doesn't actually matter how I deliver it or what even the beat is. I'm just going to, he's basically just talking to you about yeah. all the phenomenal things he's done in his life. Yep. But right. comeback artist of the year. Um, Do it. <laughs> do, do it. Can we talk about Nicki Minaj? Do it safely. Can, can we talk about Nicki Minaj? <laughs> yeah, do, that's yeah, do, it, yeah. do it responsibly. Yeah, speak your piece. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Um, if we want to talk about the blueprint for not even just female rappers, a lot of rappers of this generation, mm-hmm. it can point back to her mm-hmm. and her era. At this point, she was quiet for a long time. She wasn't releasing music. She still released. Multiple songs this right. year. I think mm-hmm. We Go Up was this year. Mm-hmm. Definitely this that was, year. Yeah. I think that was a great moment of her having a curatorial skill set of being able to say, yes, let me release a drill record because drill is hot right now. And let me get Fabio on it because Fabio's yeah. hot right now. But also making it sound good and not forced. Yeah, I think it was a great song. Um, and then she had her, you know, the other side of the coin that she always does a really street record. And then she always does a pop record. Right. Super Freaky Girl was the pop record. And that broke all the records, yeah, you was, know, yeah. that was this that year. Was this year. Yep. You know, then she won the Vanguard Award at the MTV Music Awards. So she had a big year. Yeah. But on the other side of that mm. is, you know, what comes with this controversy that she's been involved with with her case, that heinous case involving Mm -hmm. her husband um, that sort of resurfaced. And now she's involved in the case because of, uh, you know, what's been going on that people almost don't even like to talk about. But I think it's all we're talking about because how is she able to still succeed at this high level even with something as controversial as that happening? She won the Video Vanguard Award at the same time and went number one at the same time as all this happening. Yo, if you're a basketball player, you can ball out of trouble. You can get yourself out of trouble, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's happened numerous times in rap, right? Whether it's something, um, you know, insignificant, like a quarrel or something like um, as catastrophic as like an actual, you know, crime. And mm-hmm. I think Nikki's in an interesting spot because, and I hate this, I think she's a woman and it's treated differently. I think if of she was, a, I think if she was a dude. So many men have mm-hmm. are still in the industry operating like who've literally assaulted, <laughs> raped, murdered people. I think stuff. she would just be playing. You know, if anyone wants to be like, play for your freedom, like mm-hmm. you know, like it would be that. And I think like um, she's she's encountering the, why those things are different in a real way. And I'm not saying that they should be that there should be allowance, but there mm-hmm. is allowance clearly. on Like, just the truth, there's sure. an allowance on one side yeah. and less of that on another side. And then I think there's still the isms that surround her as a woman who raps, right? Yeah. Where, you know, there is this, like, even if she were like, hey, I'm not competing with anyone, if she actually said that, it wouldn't matter yeah. because the audience is still going to nope. drag you into competition. Absolutely. And then it's what the, the quarrels that she gets into publicly. Mm-hmm. And that's her doing, uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a bunch of different things. She did have a strong comeback as far as when we look back and look at the textbook check marks on yeah. what she's accomplished, the numbers, mm-hmm. the awards, the accolades, it's there. But then, you know, is it a comeback or a setback because of what she's involved with in her personal life and also how that's bled into her professional life and how she needs to take responsibility for all that but isn't. Yeah, I know it's like, it's funny because when you have these like, you have like a tremendous year professionally, but... Your personal life, which is there's no difference in, in in this industry. It's difference in how people treat it. 
mm-hmm. but they're not they're not held separately. They arrive through the same device, mm-hmm. right? Like that's how we we keep up yeah. on things and how people decide to package it. And the other, I think the the difference is really just how the audience and the public is choosing to uh, dole out attention on mm-hmm. what because like mm-hmm. the events are happening as they're happening, but there's others in the category that's like. Yeah, and and it's just it's it's also this it's very selective, like you said. She's a woman, so you're subjected to a lot more harsh criticism and treatment when someone like Kendrick Lamar includes someone who was convicted of rape in the last couple of years on his album and is still heralded as this conscious king. What does that really mean if you have Kodak Black on your album? Uh, we want to circle back to you, Jordan. Uh, come back. I think you had a pick before, but I want to. Yeah, I had to pick before, and as I was thinking about this, I'm actually going to change it drastically. And this one is not going to be agreed upon by anyone. I'm almost positive. But okay. I'm going to say it okay. anyway. So prepare yourselves. Safe space. Safe space, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, Chance the Rapper. Now, let me explain. I feel like Chance, obviously after the big day, had a lot of slander sent his way, obviously because of... The I love my wife raps, da-da-da, people being mad God at him for raps. being happy. Yeah, yes, five, though. And to, to some of the criticism's credit, there was a dip in the album. Like, The Big Day isn't a good album relative to Coloring Book, relative to Acid Rap, relative to his Christmas album, you know? But I think that what he's been doing this year in gearing up for his album, which is going to come out at the top of next year, I believe, or at least that's probably when it's all going to happen, given like the singles he's been dropping. I think it's been a really, really, really good sign of where he's going. Like not even just the content of the music. I think that the cinematography behind these music videos, him really tapping into this like very heavy, you know, uh, cinema bag like I remember talking to him and he talked to me more about how he loves directing his music videos than even the writing exercises that um, birth the songs like he loves camera angles and the different ways to shoot shots and to bring these shots together and like these running themes that he's connecting all these music videos with and even what he's doing with the music itself of finding artists in the diaspora to connect with on each of the singles using their piece of art as the single art and including them in each of the visuals and then presenting the single art in an exhibit um, in some major art galleries. Fuck Mussolini with his dad ass. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And I just really think that Chance has taken a really big step back to look at the full scope of the picture he's trying to paint. And while it's going to be very, very difficult to get people who, you know, fully jumped off the train after uh, the big day to jump back on with this new project, especially because I think it's very community focused, very diaspora focused, very our people focused. I think it's going to be difficult for like the SoundCloud acid rap fans who grew up with him who like were like, oh, I don't. Like, I grew up with this, but I'm not getting married right now. Because Chance is also young. Like, he got married at, like, 24. <laughs> so, like, he also was, like, maturing at a faster rate than a lot of the people who were listening to him when they were when they were all the same age. So, I think it's going to be hard for them to jump back on board. But I still think that given where he was, his comeback or what he's been doing this year 
hasn't been noticed that much, but I think is really, really important. And it's been a really good sign as where his music's going. Because there was a point in time where like people were heralding Chance as like, you know, the like the ones who be amongst like the big three. Like it was like it was a really there was a period of time where people were like, it's Cole. Kendrick, Drake, and Chance. Or like Chance was getting to that conversation. Mm. So I think the fall off from that was crazy, but also I think the comeback from that um, is also going to be major, which will be kind of probably more next year. But okay. uh, you you did catch me off guard with it. <laughs> <laughs> totally I, I had a feeling. I never expected. Real yeah. quick, uh, Nadira. So mine is not really a specific artist. I feel like a lot of the artists that I'm waiting on are coming at the top of 2023. So fingers crossed, I hope. But I also think for me, something I enjoyed a lot this year that whether I ignored it because Panny stuck inside or there was just so much going on in the world is this concept of the mixtape, which we can argue when people drop their stuff on labels. Is this an album? Is this a mixtape? What is this? What is this EP? But I think even seeing so many people work with drama and getting all these Gangsta Grills tapes Mm. and that bringing us back to that space. Everyone linking up with Alchemist. I love Currency. I love Alchemist. Us getting just one rapper sitting in the studio with one producer. I love Mm. the idea of that. And I don't think we've lost it, but I just think that happened so much this year. It's been a a larger celebration. Exactly. I think that's something for me that in a way made a comeback this year that I was like, wow, like a lot of it happened this year and that was fire. I feel like I tried to put him in every category except for album. It was Uzi. Now, Mm. the reason I'm kind of like I don't know what the word is. The reason I'm kind of hesitant is Uzi's popped up before, had like a hit, yeah. and then kind of vanished. Yeah. But I remember years ago, it might have been during the pandemic, it was just videos of him like teaching himself how to dance. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and he's just break dancing out of nowhere. But it was like kind of fly. And I was like, oh, I remember like, you know, it's like, oh, he on his like, you know, elements of hip hop shit. I don't know. He's probably, <laughs> you know, I thought he was going to start like tagging trains and shit. But I dig, I, like, I dig it. Like, he's just be like, I'm not bothering nobody. I'll jump in and do a feature. I'll pop right. up on Tyler's album. I'll pop up with whoever. You know, I'll just jump around. And to have a hit like this and to center, you know, a lot of people jumped into the dance space trying to figure out what to do. Drake did a whole album. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, it? But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's cool. But I think um, Uzi having a dance hit and also just the roots to it, too. Like, him actually being like, yo. I'm going to dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, him coming from Philly and having a clear respect for that. Yep. And making a hit. One one of the best music videos that's like, what? It's like under two minutes. Mm-hmm. And, crazy. and it's still the Uzi world. Like, it's still kind of like in your face, like, you know, sort of insane. Like, it's the Uzi thing. It's still like mysterious and odd. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like still odd, like doing all this shit. I was like, damn. I don't know whether he just makes more dance music. All his music's kind of danceable, I guess, in a lot of ways. But I was, like, excited to see what he does next year. And I hope it's a sign that he's not going to, you know, vanish for a year, then, like, take up painting in the south of France. I hope he's, like, oh, I'm actually about to start, like, releasing music on a regular cadence. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think out of that scene, he's one that is, like, one lasted the test of time. Uh, Still, like, really rooted in rap. um, And is, like, still kept the mystique and excitement around him. But obviously, like, can deliver on a big level Mm -hmm. with, again, like, no real rollout. Yeah. Just using the songs. Hope the song's a sign of a rollout. Right. And he did what you said. He rapped his way out of his his troubles. Yo. Because he definitely mm-hmm. had a case mm-hmm. himself. Bro, mm-hmm. first of all, Jersey's influence. Like, let's... Our influence, okay? Look, Jersey, look, Uzi, club, Philly club. club is a thing that Philly stands. Club, Baltimore that Club, Jersey Uzi Club. That Uzi song is a Jersey Club song. It's a mm. Jersey Club producer. Shout out to MC Verb from mm-hmm. Nork. The birthplace of, like, the Jersey, Jersey Club. You feel me? That's a Jersey Club song. Uzi is doing Jersey Club dances, making them go viral, giving the scene so much more visibility. And there's so many Jersey Club producers who I feel like... I was talking to uh, DJ Lil Taj, who's like, 
Hey. Heavy in it. Shout out to Lil Taj. And he was telling me how there's so many now Jersey producers who are getting tapped like by artists outside of the state. Like, yo, like, this shit is hot. Like, can I get a beat? I just wanna, uh, 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 I just wanna rock. Body out of ya. Shorty got that body out of ya. Hit it once, no time. Side up, fuck, you gon' kill my vibe. Stand on my money, don't know my Everything we talked about, what does it say about this year? Like, I hate to be the one who says it because I don't want it to make it seem like it's a separate genre. But like, in all these categories, it feels like if we were to make it a theme, it feels like um, I'm hoping that some conversations in the future change because of the year that we had in rap. The the year this year's rap and the women who rap this year yeah. and the music they released. Absolutely. I'm hoping that that is. I'm gonna be real. It's not gonna change tomorrow. But I'm hoping it's the, um, a domino that falls yeah. in the way that we discuss yeah. women who are just in rap, Absolutely. not women rap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, something sort of like an addendum to what you're saying, not treating women who rap as a separate genre. It's Absolutely. not female rap. But what I, what I think has been this sort of motif throughout the last two years, I would say, is that I think the women who have been rapping have been considered the new superstars the new pop stars and i mean that in uh uh, as holistic a way as possible Mm -hmm. the new superstars as in they're expected to dance to even sing to perform Mm -hmm. to to you know have this different element to their live shows to have a certain image Mm -hmm. or to have multiple images and different costuming and it's almost like this theatrical bigger than life aspect of what being a superstar artist is on that level where the men in rap are not expected to have any of that Sometimes but rap I don't know if they're capable and yeah. I, and I don't know if they're capable of doing that of performing to that high level where it's not just about rap right? to the point where we have someone like Lotto um Doja Cat Dochi is coming up right now. Nikki's still doing it. Cardi's a superstar level. Um Glorilla's performing on the biggest stages, you know? Yeah, it's interesting to think about like what standard that sets for rap, and then naturally, inevitably, uh, charging men to that. And it's like, what does that look like, right? right. When it's like rap starts to get this big scale, and it's like, and then you, you know, uh, you're like, imagine if they were opening on the show, mm-hmm. and then like the dude comes up, you're like, oh, it's just you. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, it's like just you and your tank top yep. and chains. <laughs> your tank top. And you and your tank top is hilarious. No, no, no theatrics, just vibes. Um, just curious for uh, the rest of you, like. What yeah? What do you feel like this says about the year? Whether it's like sort of um, the stars that we're looking at, the albums that dropped, maybe some of the albums that we expected to be a big deal. There's a lot of stuff that we didn't mention today, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking of a few names that we didn't even talk about, and I think it's reflective on the, their output. So were your expectations met this year? Did you walk in with no expectations? What's your sort of synopsis of this year? And then maybe some expectations for next year. I didn't really have any expectations for this year. One thing that I will say that I feel like has been just an undercurrent of a lot of hip-hop conversation. I feel like there's an air of grief kind of over this year as well Mm. that is, I feel like, not even unspoken. It's just so sad that sometimes people are like, dang, like I don't even want to think about this. It's happened before. People have passed away who created music, but I think even this year to just think about the amount of death and the air around, I think that's also why for me, it happened the previous year, it happened the year before that, that excitement is not there not because I'm not excited about the 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 music but I feel like there's a little bit of grief and I'm mourning some artists and I'm mourning sounds and I'm mourning artists who are people's mentors or even just the thought of you wake up one day and you're like nervous to see why someone is trending like that's mm-hmm. like a real like 
thing. Yeah. Like, you don't even know, like, are they trending because a song dropped? Or are they trending because something happened? And I don't want it to be like that. But I do feel like there was an air of that over this year that might have contributed to me being just a little bit like... I'm just going to see what happens. I'm excited about the songs. But even in hip hop, I just want everyone to be healthy and okay and to be able to create. And I also think we didn't get a lot of albums from those big heavy hitters. We talked about a lot of the women who rap who like, we want their albums. People want to hear Cardi's album. People want to hear Nicki's album. There are so many people and I get albums take a lot of time. Also, there's a rollout involved. Mm -hmm. Also, you might want to test the waters with a single. Or an EP, but I think there are also albums from these big heavy hitters that people are truly ready to hear that I just don't think we've gotten yet. So I think maybe for next year I'll be a little bit more excited. But I think my tone for this year is like, whatever y'all got, <laughs> I'm 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 here for it. And I feel like for me, I think this year was what a lot of people thought. Or this is this year is what I thought last year would be in the sense of like, you know, when the um, restrictions started to loosen up and people started to go back outside. I think a lot of people thought that last year was going to be like the big, you know, a lot of music coming out. And I feel like more music came out this year and that was kind of the expectation, uh, that was kind of the result of this year. And also I feel like a lot of artists that I wanted to drop that weren't, like you were just kind of touching on, the big artists, I feel like this year was really pivotal for them. Like we already talked about the Shminos mm -hmm. and the Jids and like, obviously like Kendrick dropped and, you know, other big artists that we didn't really talk about, like Future dropped and um, Gunna dropped. But I feel like they didn't overshadow um, a lot of the I don't want to say like intermediate artists, but like the artists who aren't on the massive global superstar level. I feel like they this year was their chance to drop albums and let them breathe. Even with Drake dropping two albums in a year, people had like people might have moved their release dates a little bit, but they had chances for their stuff to breathe, which I think is really important because especially as we've been talking about in a super oversaturated music space where stuff is dropping all the time, like every single week and it's hard to think back and remember. When you do remember, you remember how good the quality of the music was. Um, I think it's important to keep the space balanced in that way with and not have it just overloaded with just the biggest stars dropping and because it, it cuts artist development and it cuts you seeing their journey that we've seen the big artist's journey from when they were starting out. So when I think about like how I'm uh, sort of wrapping up the years that it feels like there's almost more success in having like a micro. I mean, we've heard it mm -hmm. for years in the marketing space and in music, but like almost like a micro audience mm -hmm. instead of like the artists that were supposed to have the largest communities. I kind of felt disappointed by them. The artists yeah. that were most mm -hmm. anticipated. I don't know if it's just anticipation, but I also think it was the music. I think mm -hmm. there was either they pivoted yep. in another direction, um, there was too much time in between them, we had built our expectations, or they told us to build our expectations. And I was like, man, the ones that looked at your album art, I'm ready for it to go. Flat. I've yeah. been waiting for you for years. Little flat. Mm -hmm. You know, you, we want you to do this, but you're going to a whole different genre. Flat. Mm -hmm. And it feels like the artists that have micro communities, like I was fed by the underground. Absolutely. You know, this, this year, Absolutely. people that like, you know, you got to buy my album direct from me or I'm dropping these, I'm dropping four times in a year and the blogs aren't writing about me, but like, I know you're my fan base. You follow my Twitter and I'm not even on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It felt like those, these like micro communities of rap felt the most rap to me, felt the most hip hop to me. And for the larger scale, my expectations for how rap moves at a larger scale has been completely shattered. I don't really know what right. to expect from the large entities, from the larger labels. I, I don't really have a, I don't even have a most anticipated list. Everyone dropped this year. And mm -hmm. besides push from like the majors, I was sort of like, 
Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I don't have a list for next year. I don't know who's mm-hmm. dropping. Um, but I think it's rewired the way my brain works. And I think it's a lot more of... Um, it's almost reverted back to like, I'm down to take recommendations again. I'm down for someone yeah. that you'll listen to this right. in a way that um, algorithms can't really solve. Yes. And yeah. I don't know if it's like that for everybody, like in the larger audience, but for me personally, that feels like that's a lot of where my rap mind is at. Definitely. I feel that. I was like, that's it. Uh, thank you guys for pulling up for this episode. This is our holiday special. Make sure you guys follow for more and yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Yes,